Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Looking there in a moment. And so this evening, uh, this morning actually, um, and uh, we're just going to take a look lastly at the, the blade of the Spirit. Amen. And so we're going to look, amen, uh, at another piece of the whole armor of God, the last piece actually. And so we've spoken about the belt of truth, and this speaks, amen, that we're built, amen, our faith upon the Word of God, to the God of the Word. It speaks, amen, of us being true, amen, in both our testimony and in our living. And so as, amen, people of God, amen, the way we live, the way people see us live, amen, should bring glory to God. And so that's the belt of truth this morning. And so the breastplate of righteousness speaks of a a holy life. It speaks of a life that is lived in conformity to the Word of God. Amen. God is holy. Amen. He wants His people to be holy. Um, He says that uh, we're, we're a holy priesthood unto Him. Amen. We're separated. That's what holy means is that we're separated, that we don't live, amen, like the world lives anymore. But we're separated for God for His will, and for His purpose. And so the shoes of peace also speaks about our foundation in Jesus Christ. And when our feet are shoed with the preparation of the gospel of peace, it means that we are saved by grace and that we stand firm in this knowledge. Amen. Know that you're saved and stand in it. Amen. And uh, also we spoke about, amen, the buckler of faith, which speaks about the simple faith in God that allows us to trust Him at all times, in all situations, when times are good, amen, and when times are bad, amen, we need to trust God and live by faith. And so also the bonnet of salvation, which speaks of having a full assurance of one's salvation, Amen. And so the helmet of salvation, it protects us, amen, against the double-edged sword, against discouragement and doubt. And how many of us know as Christians, discouragement does come our way, amen. But if we're protected, amen, by the helmet of salvation, uh, these things, amen, will bounce off off of us. And so we as the redeemed are in a spiritual warfare. And we're called, amen, to stand, to hold a critical point against the attacks of the enemy. And so this speaks of a soldier who refuses to yield an inch of ground to the attack of the enemy. It is an image of a soldier defending and protecting his precious ground that has already been given to him. Amen. It is what God meant when He said, give the, pl- give the devil no place. Amen. So we must not give the devil any place in our lives. Yes, temptations come. Yes, things come against our mind. But these things can be deflected. We can press against that 
that we, amen, may, may not have, amen, these, these uh, strongholds in our lives. And so God has given us uh, so many precious promises. He's given us our church. He's given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His grace. Salvation, we have blessing. Amen. And we have so many more things. And so the enemy's, amen, plan is that we would not hold on to the things that God has for you and I. Or the things that God has promised you. So he does everything in his power to take these blessings away from us. And so if we're going to stand, we need to hold this precious ground that's been given to us. Then we must put on the whole armor of God. We must hold on to this precious ground. And think about this. It's like the church as, as we've come, amen, into the city, my wife and I, we're gaining ground. And so if we were to give that up, um, it's, it's much harder for us to, to try to gain the same ground if we've given it up. So that's why God tells us to stand that we will not lose ground. And on top of that, not just to stand, but to push against. And so let's read our scripture this morning, Ephesians six thirteen through 18. It says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil, and having done all that to stand firm. Therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes for your feet, having... The readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith that you, sorry, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the last one we spoke about, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit. Amen. With all prayers and supplications. Let's pray this morning. God, we come unto you this morning asking you to minister, Lord God, to our lives and to our hearts. That we would know, Lord God, how important it is, Lord God, to Lord God, be shielded against the enemy by putting on your armor, Lord God. For you have instituted this in your word, Lord God. For us to use it, Lord God, for a purpose and for a reason. That one day, Lord God, we can... Uh, one day find ourselves in your glory. We thank you. Help us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so this man, amen, said he was stranded in his car. And so once, amen, his triple A membership had expired. He didn't know this. And so he was stranded. He was stuck. So he picked up his phone and tried to find a record service. Finally, after hours of searching, locating, and then waiting for one to arrive, someone comes out to help him. When I arrived home, he was tired. He was especially frustrated uh, with myself for not having renewed my AAA card. He goes on to say, at a later date, I shared this episode with someone. And so... They hit me with some information I had never heard in all my years I've been driving. I was told that on the back of my driver's license is a number for Texas roadside assistance. For years, I've been carrying around my telephone number 
of a Savior, amen, that I had never bothered to call the number, amen, when I needed help. Sadly, the tragedy is that most people don't know the solution for the problems. It's already written on the back of their driver's license. Most of the people never take the time to notice, to read, so they wind up stuck again and again, unaware of the help available to them. God's Word is our heavenly roadside assistance. If we would only pick it up, read it, use it, and obey it, we would see the help. Amen. We need, amen, God has provided a way for us, amen, when the enemy attacks us, amen, when we break down in life. And so this morning we're going to look at the last piece of armor of God. And so this is the blade of the Spirit. And so... In God's Word, amen, we need to identify what the blade of the Spirit is. And so there are two swords, amen, used in the New Testament, amen. And so one of them, amen, speaks of a long, broad sword. This is an image, amen, when it comes to mind, when we think of a sword, we tend, amen, to picture a sword of being long, broad, and double-edged. And so that's what this word, amen, that's what... uh, Amen. The long-edged sword is. This is the kind of sword used in hand-to-hand combat for slashing the enemy. Another sword that's depicted in the Bible it refers to a knife. Amen. Actually, I don't know why I brought this, but kind of like this. Amen. And so this this knife, amen, was a short sword carried by a Roman soldier. And so the sword varied in length from uh, 6 to 8 inches. And so this type of sword was used in hand-to-hand combat for stabbing the enemy. And so the typical strike would be, amen, to take to to the abdominal, abdominal, amen. And so this, this, uh, this, uh, with this little sword, amen, it was fatal to the enemy. And so this sword was called the gladius by the roman soldier and so the word amen paul here uses in is the second one he is amen thinking of a short sword carried by a roman foot soldier it was a sword amen's principal weapon in hand-to-hand camp combat this blade was carried amen on his side or on his leg amen on the on a belt so it was always available and, and ready to be used. It was this kind of sword that Peter used to cut off, amen, the ear of one of the soldiers, their servant of the high priest, when the soldier came and arrested Jesus Christ, amen, in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was this type of sword Herodias executed, amen, to more, uh, martyr James, it was this sword that was indispensable component, amen, to the Romans' um, soldier. It was used to defend himself, to help him accomplish the many-day uh, task around the camp. So the sword Paul has in mind is not a physical sword, but Paul identifies this sword as the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So this sword is a spiritual weapon that is to be used by the believer in our spiritual conflict with Satan. And so the spiritual sword of the Spirit, it refers to its origin. 
Amen. This reminds us that the Bible is not, amen, a man-made book, but the Bible is a spiritual book that came from us, amen, from, from God's Spirit. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete or equipped for every good work. Amen. And so what, the, what this is saying, this scripture is saying, amen, that God, amen, is able to teach us. God is able, amen, to equip us. God is able, amen, to, to help us out in life. How many of us know that sometimes in our walk with God, things aren't immediately revealed to us what's in our heart? And this is what this, this uh, amen, knife or this sword does, amen. It reveals to us our heart, amen. It trains us, it helps us, amen, for every good work. Second uh, Peter one twenty one says, For now no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but spoken from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so what this scripture is saying is that, amen, God inspired men to write His Word. Amen. He inspired men, hallelujah, to uh, put this in scripture. And so the Bible in your hand is no ordinary book. It is the Word of God. It is inspired by God. It is infallible, amen. It can be trusted. It can be believed. It is, amen, words that come from the very mouth of God. And so the truth of God's word is, amen, the truth of who we are, the very mind of God, the identity of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, the way to be saved, the source of all faith, and help for every battle that we face, hope for every road we travel on, peace for all times of turmoil, amen, joy to sustain us in times of sorrow, wise answers for all questions, guidance, amen, and direction for all paths that we walk in life. And so the Word of God is amazing. There's, there's sometimes that I find myself uh, asking myself questions in certain situations, and I, I can turn to the Word of God, Amen, and the answer is there. And so the Word of God is amazing. Sometimes I'll text somebody, I'll text a brother, and tell them that the the Word of God just blows my mind because there's the the, the Word of God is filled, Amen, with so many things for life. It's so rich, Amen, and when we don't Amen. Read the Word of God. We lose sight, amen, of life. And we lose sight of God. Amen. John Wesley said this, The Bible must have been written by God or good men or by, met, or by bad men or good angels or bad angels. But bad men and bad angels would not have written it, amen, because... It condemns bad men and bad angels. And good men and good angels 
uh, would not have deceived by lying about its authorship and claiming that God wrote it. And so the Bible must be have been written as it claims to have been written by God, who by the Holy Spirit inspired men to record His Word using human instruments, amen, to communicate His truths. How many of us know that if, if we would have written anything, amen, that wasn't inspired by God, we would put in there what we would like. Not, not hey, don't do this because that's what's going to end up happening to you. That's not how it usually works, amen. And so we, we know, amen, that the Word of God is inspired by God. The Bible is a book, amen, to be read, believed, loved. It is a book to share, to enjoy, and trust. It is the Word of God. And so we must saturate our lives with, with its truth. And soak in his glory, the glories that it contains. And so there is no other book like it in the world. The Bible alone is a spiritual book. Amen. The Bible alone is the word of God. So it's a spiritual book. Amen. That ministers to the spiritual condition of man. And we need it. So when Paul speaks about the sword of the Spirit, he is referring to God's Word. And so the importance of this blade, amen, just as the short sword was essential, amen, to the Roman soldier, the Word of God is essential to the Christian soldier. And so it is a word, amen, in our text that we need to look at for a moment. And so the word in this verse, in the Greek word, means rhema. And so this word literally means the utterance. And so this is the utterance of God. This is God speaking to man. In other places in the New Testament, the Greek is translated, amen, to our English Bibles. Two of those words are used most often. And, and the other word is, that's used for it is uh, logos, or logos, amen. And so this other word mean this, sorry, the other word, amen, rhema, let us examine this. And so logo, amen, this word refers to, amen, something that is said, something that is referred to, amen, and so the word behind it. This word is often used to speak, amen, about the entirety of God's word. The word logos is totally the word of God all put together. But rhema is something specifically. And so this word refers to the utterance of God. And so when it is used for the word of God, it doesn't speak about the whole Bible or the whole word of God. It only speaks of a smaller section of individual words. And so when Paul says use the word, amen, he's talking about rhema, amen, and so he's not referring to the whole Bible, but to short, specific sections of God's Word. And so let me illustrate this truth. And so when Jesus was in the wilderness, he, fe he faced the temptation of Satan. Amen. Jesus responded to every attack, amen, to the devil by quoting Scripture. How many of us know that Jesus Christ wasn't going to, amen, quote the whole Bible to the devil? 
He only needed specific scriptures to quote to him. Jesus, amen, said this. But he answered and said, It is written that man shall not live alone. Amen. But only, amen, by God's word. When Paul uses the word, amen, here it is used as rhema. When Jesus said every word of God, he is not referring to the whole Bible, but specific individual sections of the Bible. And so think of the Bible, amen, as a vast armory. Amen. In that armory, there are weapons for every size, amen, every need, amen, that you would have. And so those weapons are designed for specific types of battle. You may have heard it said, you don't bring a gun to a, amen, you don't bring a gun to a knife fight. Amen. So the idea here is when times of temptation or satanic attacks come against you, it is impossible, amen, and impractical for you to try to throw the entire Bible at the enemy. What you need is specific words from God in every different circumstances. And so that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. Three times he did this when he was attacked by the enemy. And so Jesus, he stepped into God's armory. And so he selected the very weapon he needed to encounter the enemy for that specific time. Jesus, amen, tried to repel the enemy. Didn't try to repel the enemy's attack with the whole Bible. He he chose precise weapons he needed for each attack. Here's a specific, amen, in one of those scriptures. Um, Matthew 4, 3 through 4 says, And the tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, amen, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so where he got this scripture was Deuteronomy 8.3, which says, And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you known that man does not live by bread alone, but by... But... Sorry but man's lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so that's what Scripture, Jesus Christ, amen, used against the devil. And he did this in every occasion that the devil came against him. And so Jesus Christ was so familiar with the Word of God. And so he was able to select the proper rhema in each attack. His Amen. Wise use of Rhema in the Lagos allowed him to achieve victory over the devil. You will notice that Jesus, amen, did not rebuke Satan. He simply used the word of God. Three three times he was attacked and three times Jesus used Rhema to repel the attacks of the devil. Amen. So we can trust, amen, the word of God. Amen. And so when we're faced, amen, with the truth of God's word, all the enemy does is that he can abandon and leave and run. 
And so this lesson is clear for us. We need to be familiar with the armory of God, the Bible, that we know where, amen, the sword is placed. And so when we, the enemy comes against us, we are able to repel his attacks with the word of God. This will enable us, amen, to stand against his attacks. I've said before, amen, in my own personal life, there are situations that I find myself in, and I need the word of God. And you're going to find yourself in life, amen, when, you, when, when things and certainty come against your life, that you're going to need, amen, the word of God to be able to deflect, amen, the attacks of the enemy, specific, amen, scriptures that are going to help you, amen, against the attack of the enemy. And so the Bible is defend, sorry, the Bible is a defense weapon, and so, but it's also an offensive weapon. It allows us to take up, amen, amen, take it up in the battle against the enemy. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living, it is active, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul, the spirit, the joint, and the marrows, and the discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And so when the word of God is used against the devil, let me tell you that he's going to flee every time. When the word of God is preached, amen, in the power of the Holy Spirit, it transforms sinners' lives. It invades their darkness and drags them into the light. It enters the tomb of their dead condition. And so it breathes life, amen, into their spirit and people are changed. How many of us know that once we dwelt in darkness, amen, and we've come to the glorious light. And that's what it does for the sinner. That's what it does for our souls, amen. And it continues to do that, amen, in our lives. For the saints of God, the living word changes sadness into joy. It changes despair into hope, amen. It helps us grow, amen. It brings maturity into our lives, Hallelujah. The problem, amen, in many churches today is they're not familiar with God's word. And so it is sad, amen. Thus, amen, when the enemy attacks, people resort to rebuking him, pleading the blood, amen, or other useless tactics. How many of us know, amen, that we can, we can rebuke the enemy all we want? But we're, if we're not filled, amen, with the Word of God, it does, it's, it's not of any use. And so if we know, know the Word of God, man, we know how to use it. Various weapons, amen, we know how to use these various weapons. Where they are located, amen, when we come in helpless situations, amen, they are for our help. There are four, amen, for us to be uh, defending ourselves. The only way to know the Bible and learn where the various weapons are located is for us, amen, to read the Bible and learn its context. That means that we have to pick it up, we have to open it, we have to learn, amen, what it, te it teaches us. Thomas Gunther said this, it says, The Bible is an armory of heavenly we weapons, a laboratory for um, 
infallible medicines, a mine of exhaustless wealth. It is a guide book for every road, every chart, uh, for every sea, a medicine for every malady, a balm for every wound. Rob us from the Bible, and our sky has lost its sun. And so the Bible is the Word of God, is a source of faith, the only source we possess for learning about God, Jesus, salvation, sin, heaven and hell. Amen. We must learn its truth or we are helpless against our enemy. The Bible is a source of happiness, peace, spiritual growth, amen, and power for living. The Bible is indispensable for the Christian who desires to be successful in his walk with God. John MacArthur shares this uh, quote from, uh, from P.H. Barber. He says, As I look out into the garden one day, I saw three things. First, I saw a butterfly. The butterfly was beautiful, and it would all light, amen, on the flower. And it would flutter to another flower and to another flower. And only for a second or two, it would sit and it would move on. It would touch as many lovely blossoms as it could. But, amen, it absolutely benefited from none of them. goes on to say, then I watched a little uh, longer. Out of my window, and there came a botanist. And the botanist had a big, amen, notebook under his arm and a great big magnifying glass. The botanist would lean over, amen, a certain flower, and he would look, amen, for a long time. And then he would write notes in his book. He goes on to say, he, would there for, uh, he was there for hours waiting, amen, writing notes, Amen. And then he closed his book, stuck it under his arm, tucked his magnifying glass away in his pocket, and walked away. The third thing I noticed was a bee. Just a little bee. Amen. But the bee would, uh, amen, grasp onto the flower. It would seek down deep into the flower, and it would extract all the nectar, all the pollen that it would carry. I, it went in empty every time and came out full and then MacArthur adds some Christians are like the butterfly amen from the Bible they study it amen um, sermon after sermon commentary after commentary while gaining little amen more than just a nice feeling and some good ideas others are like the botanists they study scripture carefully and take amen notes they gain much, much um, information, but little truth. Others are like the bee. They go to the Bible to be taught by God's Word, grow in knowledge, amen, of Him. Also, like the bee, they never go away empty. Think about this. When we fill ourselves, amen, with God, with the Word of God, we never go away empty. Amen. And so somebody said this. It says, The Bible, there are words written by kings, by emperors, by princes, by poets, 
by sages, by philosophers, by fishermen, by statesmen, by learned men in wisdom of Egypt, educated in schools of Babylon, trained at the feet of rabbis in Jerusalem. It is written by exiles, it is written by uh, deserters, it is written by shepherds and tents, it is written, amen, um, by tax collectors, herdsmen, amen. We find poor men, rich men, statesmen, preachers, captains, legislators, judges, and exiles. So the Bible is a library full of history, genealogy, law, ethics, prophecies, poetry, eloquence, medicine, political economics, and perfect rules for personal and social life. And behind every word in the divine, amen, the divine author, author is God himself. And so God, amen, inspired all this for you and I. How many of us know that men, amen, have gone through things before us? And we are to look at the word of God for guidance. And so if you have a Bible, you're blessed, amen, with the precious with this precious treasure, uh, cherish it, read it, love it, amen, and live by it. Do as the psalmist said, Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know that in some nations, amen, that the Bible is outlawed. And there, there's people there that are hungry for the Word of God. So they smuggle in the Word of God. And think about it. We, we have, here in the United States of America, we have Bibles like, like no other thing. I don't know how many Bibles we have over there, but we have Bibles like no other thing. But the sad thing, amen, is that, that a lot of times we don't look to the Word of God. We look for other resources Amen. In life, to to bring us, amen, satisfaction, to bring us direction in life. And so this morning, may the, be the word of God has cast a light in the darkness of your soul. And this morning you need to be saved. Or maybe the word of God reminds you that you need to be dependent upon it and commit, amen, to its truth. Or maybe this morning you're in a spiritual battle and you're fighting against an unseen enemy and you need the Word of God to shine light, amen, on the strategies of hell. And I want to say this morning, if you would just come to God through His Word, amen, He would help you in this life. So can I have every head bowed and every eye closed in respect to God and your neighbor? Praise the Lord. You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.